Welcome to the Divorce Diaries Podcast, one man's anonymous and live account of if he should get a divorce or stay married. He's been cheated on and he's cheated. Protecting the innocent with changed voice patterns, the omission of names, ages, and genders. His authentic journey and account of the daily events of his marriage are helping him sort out his feelings and not get lost in the ups or the downs. New episodes are released daily. Welcome to the Divorce Diaries podcast. Entire seasons are released on Patreon weeks before anywhere else at Divorce Diaries podcast Patreon page. Link in description. Now for today's episode. We're in the fourth episode of Divorce Diaries podcast. Welcome. So I'm here. Got more to say. Today was not a bad day. Um, but I barely saw her. For those of you that are just tuning in, I don't know that I will definitely get divorced. Um, I know that currently I want to, and I've wanted to for a really long time. I don't know what the upside is to staying married. Um, like a lot of guys, I'm just not. I'm not on the same page with my wife. Um, about roughly anything. Most of the conversations are arguments. She has a lot of expectations, but she thinks she doesn't ask for much. I also, guilty as charged, have a lot of expectations and don't think that I ask for much. I'm very, very accountable. I know I haven't always been the best husband, and I know she hasn't always been the best wife. But today, on, uh, what's today, August 5th? Just to make sure. Yeah, August 5th. Barely saw her today. Um, she was up, she was up early, um, sort of pretended to sleep so that I wouldn't have to, uh, interact with her. I was only for about 10 minutes in the morning because I woke up a little late myself. She left and it was, it was, it was good. It was fine. I was able to breathe and move through the house knowing that I wouldn't have to hear anything. Um, she does this thing sometimes where, uh, she's in another room and, I'm like doing my, my yoga stretching exercises in the morning and she's just in the other room. Ow. Oh, oh my head. Oh, oh. Verbalizing all the aches and pains she may or may not be feeling in her body. And sometimes it feels like because I'm not going through anything and I'm trying to focus on bettering myself, my flexibility, my business, my getting out of the house, going to the gym, my bulk cooking, whatever I'm doing to better myself. She wants to highlight what she's going through that isn't so great. She's not really a suck it up kind of person. And that's okay. It's okay. Because I used to get upset at those things. And now I know that I don't anymore. So this morning she left and uh, was happy to be in the house by myself, quiet, peaceful. Headed to the gym. I knew she wasn't going to be at home, and I came back to an empty house. Well, the kids were here, but they were sleeping by myself. Just continuing to listen to my podcast, battering myself, whipping up my, my early, my post-gym meal. Didn't talk to her all day. Just a couple of little chats internally, um, but nothing heavy. Didn't speak to her on my way home. Just, uh, well, she actually called me when she went out to grab herself some lunch. I stayed on the phone briefly. I just made my mind up to just keep it light. Talk about nothing. Oh, where are you headed? Oh, I'm going to Panera Bread. Okay, that's great. Going to get your normal? No, I'll get something else. Well, I'll probably get my, th- ah, okay. 
small talk, small talk, stuff like that. You just keep it there. She's talking about herself. She's talking about what she's eating. She's talking about, you know, things she wants to discuss. And it's great. All right, I'll talk to you later. And I get home and all my kids are out of the house. Just her. Here. I just flop down on the couch. Try to decompress a little bit. She pops downstairs. Wow, I didn't expect to see you. She comes and jumps on my lap. She's a lot bigger now, though. She still jumps around, jumps on me like she's a smaller girl like she used to be, but she's not. I still kind of smile, and I don't give that much attention. I know what some people may say that are listening to this this episode. Wow, she went out of her way. She gave you a call today. She sat on your lap. She, 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 she. And she did. And she did. I didn't, quote unquote, do anything to make her feel bad today on August 5th. I didn't do anything. I didn't say anything to make her feel bad. So she felt amazing and she started doing those things, which I would say to all guys, even to me, my present self, my former self, my future self, you have to make a woman feel a certain way and then she'll do certain things. And that's tough. Because I understand as a husband, really what should have probably been said at the altar was, I vow to manage your emotions as best I can. Because that's really what it is. It's an exercise in that. Managing her emotions. And that is primarily why I want to get divorced. Like I really, aside from all the horrible things that my wife has done, money-wise, cheating, or whatever, Blaming, lack of accountability, enabling children, mortgage payments on credit cards, whatever. Just, oh God. I care about that stuff way less, honestly. I just, I understand that the level of narcissism in most women is so high. And I've realized that it's never been about me not in a selfish or narcissistic way I just mean that in the way that I've made our marriage about her and us looking back now at every most of the arguments and most of the things that we've had it's just it was never really about me or us the same way for me like it was about her and us um I would always hop to it. I would always hop to things. You know, hey, you want me to go make you this? You know, how you feeling? You would, you know, I doted. I, I really doted. And I think, you know, just the perspective, like, oh my God, when a man is sick, you know, he just, they're all like babies. Yeah, I could definitely be that. I could definitely be a baby. Um, but I might get sick once a year, maybe once every 18 months or so. Like, you know, something that really puts me down for like, you know, a few days at least. But most of the time, you know, you kind of push through the scratchy throat for a couple of days. You push through the back pain. You push through, you know, whatever. You, you just kind of push through it. But she's always got something going on, right? You know, in my diary, I will say, you know, there's always a headache. My stomach hurts. My eyes hurt. My head hurts. My back hurts. Oh, my knee. Oh, I got to take off. Oh, my this. Oh, my. It's always something i'm not gonna go to the gym today i'm just not feeling great i'm just not feeling it i just need a little me time i just need it and i just 
talk to so many guys at this point, and it's just so overwhelmingly cookie cutter, the problems that married men are having. And I mean, I'm talking about guys that are married and they're like, you know, in their mid 20s and guys that are still being honest about what's going on in their lives into their 50s and 60s. And just everyone is having the same sort of problems. And I'm just like, you know, we're just not good at managing the emotions of women and managing their feelings because in my divorce diary situation, I understand now, I just always have to manage your emotions and I don't want to do that anymore. It's not fair to me as a person, you know, I'm, I'm, I was raised and I believed all that 50-50 nonsense and, you know, I didn't. I took it a step further. I said, "No, it's not fifty-fifty." I remember telling my premarital counselor, "I'm like, it's not fifty-fifty. I'm gonna give a hundred, and she'll try her best to give a hundred percent. So that if we're both giving one hundred percent, when one of us drops to fifty, we're still giving one hundred fifty percent. Ugh, that's what I did. That's how I thought." It's incredible. But then I realized, you know, in the world, some of us are givers and some of us are takers. And this is not me stringing up my wife or women. Women are supposed to be protected. Women are supposed to be taken care of. But when that's who you're supposed to be making love to, and sometimes you do need her support and not the support the way that she wants to give it. Sometimes you need her to, like, keep her word. And I've needed my wife to keep her word at times like i mean hey you said you were gonna do this like do it but instead you didn't do it then when i bring it to your attention like hey you said you would do that well i couldn't because i was i was tired i couldn't how could you expect me to do that while i'm feeling like this or that and i'm like what the hell i don't get to do that i don't get to just not pay the mortgage because i just kind of couldn't get out of bed that day i was feeling down Life just got the better of me. I can't do that. It would have been the death of our family financially and all of that. It would have been horrible. But the rules are different and I just got to manage your emotion. And I just, it's exhausting. It's exhausting to do what you need to do to make sure a woman is um, content. So now my kids are getting older. I'm like, what is the point why should I continue taking care of, which, which is what I'll say. is It's like another child. Like my youngest, oh my gosh, just got to make sure she's okay. Make sure I don't come down on her too hard. If she makes a mistake, make sure that I talk to her gently and we learn from it. And then I make sure she, she feels good and she walks away. And she says, thanks, Dad, and gives me a kiss. You know, because the stakes aren't very high. She's just a kid. Her room's dirty, huh? She's just a kid. We'll get it figured out and I'll give her another chance. But when the stakes are higher and you guys are husband and wife like us and we're, you said you would save, you know, a hundred bucks every month toward our vacation this summer. You had 10 months to save 500 bucks for the vacation. Technically, you only had to save 50 every month to get to 500. But instead, you didn't put it front of mind. You bought a handbag, maybe. You ordered Chinese food on DoorDash. You didn't have the money, and I just come checking in a few months before. Hey, how's it coming with the saving? Well, I'm 
Well, I had a few things come up. <laughs> what do you mean you had a few things come up? Look, don't judge me. It's already hard enough. I had some... Whoa. You made me a promise that you would save this. And now we don't have it. And it's somehow my fault. And if I call you on this, I'm the bad guy. And I'm the reason that you may seek comfort with someone. Or you need to vent. So you vent to the friend. The friend that says you deserve better. So if I don't manage that situation right, and the only thing that I can do when you walk away not feeling bad, which either way you're going to feel bad, because I think you do know the truth, that you dropped the ball. I have to do the worst possible thing, and I have to remove all accountability from you and enable you. I have to prepare for that rainy day and your irresponsibility and your lack of being a reliable person. And since you only have 300 and I was only supposed to save up five, I'll dig in some other place and pull out the other $200 to help you. And then you just feel better. You get to go along on the vacation just like the other children in the family. Knowing that you didn't put in, knowing that you didn't keep your promise, but there's a cloud over the vacation now because I'm frustrated, and I should be. And you're just frustrated that I'm frustrated. And then it's a vicious cycle because I just enabled you. Had I just from the very beginning shouldered all of it like I have been all these years and just pay for it all myself, just expect that I gotta pay it all. Put all of that weight on my back that just eventually wears you out. And that whole time I'm supposed to manage your emotion. Make sure that you feel good for being inadequate or breaking a promise, not keeping your word, leaving me high and dry, or to be the bad guy to tell the kids, hey, we can't go on vacation because, oh, I can't tell them the truth because mom didn't save her. No, that wouldn't be very manly. That wouldn't be right. That wouldn't be cool. So we get swept under the rug. You're allowed to be irresponsible and I'm stuck being mad and I gotta sweep that under the rug too and just let it go it's just it's hard managing the emotions of a wife and I don't want to do it anymore I'm glad that she was happy today I'm glad that she plopped down and was feeling great but she didn't do a thing for anyone else today she got up really early didn't see the kids went off to work didn't talk to me much just handled her stuff at work and she's back in school now so she's really excited because she's doing studying for a degree and money we don't need degree we don't need because i already pay for everything but she's just doing it and then oh yeah and she just wants to talk about here's all the stuff i'm doing for school and here's school school and then oh i'm doing this and i was looking at these diet videos and i'm oh ooh, 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 ooh. she's talking about herself talking about herself i plop down on your hey how are you how was your day I'm just looking at her like, oh my gosh, do you understand how many years I've carried this weight and I just don't want to do it anymore? It's so exhausting. It's a peaceful house. It's really what, I'm, what I would want. No conflict. Peace. <sighs> I think I'm done with this divorce diaries entry. You guys are getting more and more from me every day. We gotta protect the innocent, right? If anybody's going through something out there, I wish you the best of luck. Hopefully we can get a sponsor or two on this podcast to help us uh, pay a few bills, right? All right. This Divorce Diaries entry is over.